Heavenly Father, we thank you for the greatness that you have given to us in Jesus Christ, our Lord. We praise you. We honor you today. We thank you, Lord, for meeting us in this place by your blessed Holy Spirit. We thank you for your mercy and kindness to us in Jesus Christ. Lord, today as we gather in this place, we remember those <clears throat> who are not able to be with us today in person. And we thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us who are able to be here together. We pray for those, our brothers and sisters who are unable to be with us, but join us uh, in these days electronically. And we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity that we have to be able to do this together. Join together in spirit, though we're not all together in person. But you are among us all by your Holy Spirit. You fill us all who are saved. So Lord, today we continue to pause in the midst of a bad world and trouble and difficulty and anger and disappointments and frustrations. And we say to you, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Lord Jesus, you are the greatest of all. You are the great one. You are our Lord and Savior. So today we stand to say that in front of you. and We bow in our hearts to say it to you. We surrender to you as Lord and Savior of our life. We pray that today you might help <clears throat> the Word of God to come alive in our minds <clears throat> in the midst of distraction and worries and other things that fill our minds. May we put aside and lay aside now for a little while all of the distractions of life. And focus upon your great goodness to us. Thank you for the fellowship we have in your word. Thank you for the blessing that you give us in being saved. And may you do your deep work in our hearts and lives today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, good morning. Good to see all of you. If you have your Bibles, Psalm 145. We're returning to where we began as uh, we're continuing these days to think about the greatness of our God. Those of you who are joining us electronically, God bless you. We miss you. We hope you'll come back to be with us when you're ready and you feel comfortable. So we began in Psalm 145. Find your place there again as we consider today the great goodness of our God. This is a Psalm of David extolling the goodness of God. This is a, a messianic Psalm. This is a Psalm that we know <clears throat> focuses upon the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. We also come to the table of the Lord today. So at the end of the service, we'll gather together and say thank you again and remember the great goodness, grace, sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ. So today, this is our focus, the goodness of God. And I'd like for you to stand now again and honor the reading of God's word. Today, I'm calling us to praise the Lord and the greatness of of His goodness, to praise the Lord in the greatness of His goodness. And we'll allow Psalm 145 to be our guide as we praise God together for His goodness. I will extol you, my God, O King. I will bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you. And I will praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and highly to be praised, and His greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. On the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wonderful works, 
I will meditate. Men shall speak of the power of your awesome acts, and I will tell of your greatness. They shall eagerly utter the memory of your abundant goodness, and will shout joyfully of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and great in loving kindness. The Lord is good to all, and His mercies are over all His works. All your works shall give thanks to you, O Lord, and your godly ones shall bless you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and talk of your power to make known to the sons of men your mighty acts and the glory of the majesty of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures throughout all generations. The Lord sustains all who fall and raises up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you and you give them their food in due time. You open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all His ways and kind in all His deeds. The Lord is near to all who call upon Him, to all who call upon Him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of those who fear Him. He will also hear their cry and will save them. The Lord keeps all who love Him, but all the wicked He will destroy. My mouth will speak the praise of the Lord, and all flesh will bless His holy name forever and ever. Heavenly Father, now bless the reading of Your Word. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised in His great goodness. We honor You, Lord Jesus, for all that You have done for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. So the focus today comes down to verse number 7. They shall eagerly utter the memory of your abundant goodness. Look again at that phrase, verse number 7. They shall eagerly utter the memory of your abundant goodness and will shout joyfully of your righteousness. Well, our focus today is God is greatly good. God is greatly good. And in a world that is greatly bad, isn't it good to know today, church, that God is greatly good, amen, through the Lord Jesus Christ. So I bring you greetings in the name of the only one who is good, that is God. God is good. And today we must consider and think about the goodness of God. So I begin by asking you a few questions. Are you aware today, has it passed your mind recently just how good God has been to you? Have you thought about that recently? Just how good God has been to you. So what do we say around here all the time? God is good all the time. Now, if we could just live that way, we can say it, but do we live it? Do we recognize the great goodness of God? Well, that's my task today. That's my assignment with us today to call our minds and our attention back to this. So as we worship today, we'll use Psalm 145 and we will praise the good, great goodness of God as it's revealed to us 
through the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, I wonder today, I wonder today if the goodness of God ever crosses our minds. Lots of things going through our minds today, racing through our minds. Oh, the river of our thoughts runs quickly through our minds, doesn't it? All kinds of things passing through our minds, even now. Even now, if you do not protect yourself and ask the Lord to help you to stay focused, you'll have all kinds of thoughts going through your mind. You'll forget the, the importance of hearing God's word today. You see, there's no guarantee that we'll ever be together again to worship after this service today. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of grace. Today is the day God has been good to give us another day of life. So we cannot presume on time. We cannot presume on our days. It's important for us to pause today in our busyness and in the distractions of our lives and look at Psalm 145 and see these great words. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. You know, it's interesting how bad sinners question the perfect goodness of God, isn't it? Bad sinners always questioning the perfect goodness of God. And for us to understand the goodness of God, we must understand that bad things happen along with good in our lives. And this is an important lesson for all of us, especially in these days in which we live, when there are so many distracting voices that would take us away from our focus on God. That's what I've been seeking to do uh, as your pastor during these days. Let us set our minds on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of the Heavenly Father in majesty and glory. Let's get above these things that are around us that distract us and let's focus our minds so that we might truly be able to glorify and honor God in this world. Let's consider how great God's goodness is to us through Jesus Christ. So we'll praise the Lord together. So today join me as we think about and praise God together through these, through these words. So I have uh, several observations for you that I want to make. I've got these on the screen for you. Some of you like to jot down the notes and you can follow along. And others of you can listen along as you'd like. First of all, we'll talk for a moment here about praising the great goodness of God. The importance of that. David calls us here. As he does so many times in the Psalms, he calls us back. This is why I'm, this is why as your pastor, I appeal to you to go to the great Psalms and they will help you pray. Go to the great Psalm book and it will help you praise God. If you don't know what to say, if you don't know how to praise, if you don't know how to pray to God, oh, here is the book. Here's the blessed song book and prayer book of God's people. David calls us here to praise the great goodness of God. And we'll look at that in just a moment. We'll, we'll pause and think about it together. And hopefully you will in your minds begin to praise God even during this service for His great goodness. And I'll bring along some reminders for you as we go along. Secondly, we, we want to praise God today for He alone is perfectly good. There's no one else perfectly good. Only God is perfectly good. We want to praise God thirdly because He alone is eternally good. He's good the way we all just said it all the time. God is good all the time. He is eternally good. He is good to this generation and to the generations who may come and that have already come until the Lord Jesus Christ 
comes again. We must praise God. He alone is good in all His ways. Don't be distracted by what's going on in the world and miss that God is working and He is good in all His ways in the world to all people, saved and lost alike. And finally, I want to get to verse number 7 and spend a few minutes here uh, thinking deeply about verse 7. Joyfully remembering the great goodness of God. What do I hope will, you will do as you leave this service? I hope that your heart will be filled, you'll have joy in your life, and that you will joyfully leave this place and even go home this Lord's Day and jot down a few ways that bubble out of your mind and heart how good God has been to you. So first of all, we come to this principle. Praise for the great goodness of God. David, how does he begin for us here? Well, look at it. Verses 1 and 2. He makes a declaration and a commitment to God. Have you made this commitment to God? He says, I will extol you, my God, O King. I will extol you. More than anything else, I will elaborate and extol and praise you, O God, my King. I will bless your name forever and ever. David knows that he will not only praise God in this world, but in the world to come. This is what we will do all of, all of eternity. We will praise God. There is no end to the praising and glorifying of God. He is to be praised. I will extol you, my God, O King, and I will bless you, bless your name forever and ever. And every day, get this now, every day I will bless you. Every day, even when it's a bad day. Every day, even when the virus is spreading. Every day when I lose my job. Every day when I experience loss in my family. Every day when good things come. Every day, regardless of the day, regardless of the good and bad that comes my way every day, every day I will bless you. And I will praise your name forever and ever. Second time. Great is the Lord. Great is the Lord. And highly to be praised. Above everything else I do in my life, I must, I must be willing to be a person who praises God. This changes us from the world. A world filled with people who are griping, complaining, critiquing, hating, and doing destructive things. We are God's people. And we are known as those who praise and bless and extol every day, regardless of our circumstances, the great goodness of God in His greatness. We praise God's name. Did you see it here? Verse number 3. Great is the Lord... And greatly to be praised, highly to be praised. Great is the Lord. Now, for our boys and girls who are in here, and for many of us, if your Bible has Lord in your Bible, it is all in uppercase letters, all in capital letters. That reminds us that this is the holy name of Yahweh. Great is Yahweh. Yahweh is the name that God called Himself. I am the Eternal One. I am, I am. The Lord Jesus said that I am, 
I am the way. I am the bread of life. I am the good shepherd. I am. You see, if you've seen the Lord Jesus Christ, you have seen God, the eternal one. I am. And so here we're to praise God's great name. His eternal name. He is the eternal I am from generation to generation. He has revealed Himself. And now in these last days, He has revealed Himself in Jesus Christ. There is no end to His greatness. We must praise God for His great name. We must praise God for His great works. Verse number 4. One generation praises your works to another. That's the job of every saved parent and grandparent in this room. It's your job to, to share with your children as they grow and are old enough to understand the great work of God that He has done in your life and in your family's life. One generation says to the next generation, here's how great God is. How do we maintain this linkage between generations? What do we do in this church filled with multiple generations? Why one generation says to another, the young generations here say to the old, and the old generations say to the young, great is the Lord's goodness, and look at all the works that God has done for us. And the greatest of all is salvation in Jesus Christ. The greatest of all is that He can take a lost, bad sinner and change us and transform us and make us new creatures in Christ. Allowing the Holy Spirit of God to dwell within us and we might come to the Word of God and for the first time learn and understand and have a living relationship with the eternal God and have eternal life. We have much to say to our boys and girls and our grandchildren far more than we talk to them about the weather and all the things that go on in this world. We must from one generation to another. You young ones who are here, you need to say to some of us old ones, great is the Lord. We need to hear you say it. We need to hear and, and we need to be encouraged by your words. One generation says to another, it's back and forth. This is what we do on our time here on this earth. We praise the great goodness of God, His name, His works. And what about His majesty? On the glorious splendor, verse 5, of your majesty and on your wonderful works. Look at this. I will meditate. Now, I, I ask you this question today. What are you in here deeply thinking about today? Well, some of you are making your grocery list. Well, what a profound thing to think about. Some of you are just wondering right now, well, I wonder, if, I wonder if when I go down there to Walmart, it's going to be crowded. Of course it's going to be crowded. Why would you even ask yourself that question? Some of you are wondering where you're going to be able to go eat today. Boy, those are really important things to think about, aren't they? When was the last time you paused in your life and you deeply thought about the greatness of God? When was the last time you considered His glorious majesty? Majesty so glorious that when John, the dear friend and follower of Jesus, when John the Apostle saw the Lord Jesus on the Isle of Patmos in all of His glory as the Lord revealed Himself, He fell down and passed out like He was dead. 
the glorious majesty of God. There is a world and place beyond our imagination as real as we are here in this place today seeing and experiencing. And it is the place where the Lord Jesus has ascended bodily and He is there doing His heavenly work, preparing a place for us. It is that glorious place. It is that grand and glorious place of majesty. I wonder how often we think about that place in all of our busyness in our lives. I wonder how often we sit down and regularly schedule times to think about how great God has done His work for us. You know, when I think about how much God's done for me, it'll change the way I treat other people. Did you know that? When I consider the goodness of God to me, how can I ever be bad toward anybody else? I will meditate on the glorious splendor and the wonderful works of God. You see, if I'm going to praise God, I've got to first think about God in order to be drawn to Him and consider how great He is. You don't just come in here with, a, with all kinds of things on your mind. You must focus yourself. You must come here. We worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. And we must focus our minds on what the Word of God teaches us about the greatness of God's goodness. Secondly, we praise God because He alone is perfectly good. So what did the rich man say to the Lord Jesus? Good teacher. And the Lord corrected him. There's only one good, and that is God. You see, there's only one good, and that's God. You think you're really good. But there's only one who is good. You consider, you see, the self-righteous man considers himself good. The self-righteous man considers that he's doing a good job, doing good things for other people. The more that I walk with God, the more, the closer I come to the goodness of God, I see less of the goodness in me. And I'm reminded of what Paul said in Romans 3, there's not one person who's righteous, not one. Everyone has turned aside. Everyone does what they want to do. There's not one who is good. When I compare myself to the glory and I think about the majesty and goodness of God in all of His ways, especially through the Lord Jesus Christ, I cry out and I say what Psalm 119.68 says, You are good. You are good. When I pray, I say, you are good, Lord. You are good. You say that sometimes when you're at the lowest point in your life. You say that sometimes when you've been devastated by terrible news. You say you are good when you cannot figure out why everything in the world is coming apart. You say it in the midst of the chaos of everyday life. You are good. This is what God's people do. We meditate upon His great goodness and His marvelous splendor and wonderful works. And we say, you are perfectly good. Everything about you is good in your nature and everything you do is perfectly good. We also praise God because alone He is eternally good. Isaiah 63, 7 says, I shall make mention of the loving kindness of the Lord. The praise of the Lord according to all that the Lord has granted and the great goodness toward the house of Israel. You see, this is what the Lord does. He eternally is good. He's good to you all the time. He's good to me all the time. He's good to the lost sinner today. You know, God's good. We're all breathing this morning. You know, God's good. He gave you another day of life. He's given you today so that you might determine whether you will make uh, your life what it ought to be with Him. You know, there are a lot of people who 
who seem to, uh, they, uh, they back into their time. They, they live as if they presume that they'll have more time. Our dear friend Jim Shockley was here just uh, several weeks ago, uh, worshiping with us as he always does. Now, to, now tomorrow we, we say goodbye to our friend Jim Shockley, who's gone to be with the Lord. He was here with his Bible, happy to be here, joyously, walking these halls, smiling as he always did, celebrating. And now he's in heaven. You can't presume on your time. You can't assume that you've got tomorrow. You can't live like you'll get good tomorrow, even though you're doing bad today. You don't know that to be true. No matter who you are, no matter how smart you think you are, no matter how spiritual you consider yourself to be, you only have so many days. And in those days you choose whether or not you will glorify God in His wonderful, eternal, perfect work in your life. And that calls for submission and faith in God. So you see, we must learn to praise the great goodness of God. Only God is good. The best news of all I have for you today, that God is good permanently, eternally, and only through Jesus Christ our Lord. And then I have also this for you that I want you to consider. He's good in all of His ways. That's hard for some of us in this room to believe. If you're honest about your relationship and your situation, because there's selfishness in my life, I'm talking about myself, sometimes I, I cringe and say, Lord, why are you doing that? I'm, I'm going to confess it, but I'm not alone in here. Why are you permitting that? That doesn't seem to be the Good thing to do, Lord. I'm trying to somehow give the Lord a lecture based on what I see going on in the world and in my own personal life. Why, why would you do that? But you see, Psalm 119, 68 is a great one for all of us to learn. It's a very short memory verse. You ready for it? Psalm 119, 68. I quoted the first part. You are good. The second part is, and you do good. God does good in your life even when you are under the most severe discipline and trials of life. It is for your good. How many times have us who are parents in here said to our children, I'm doing this for your good. Or how many of us have sat back while someone's going through some hard time and we self-righteously fold our arms and say, well... It's for their own good. Well, may I keep, keep my arms crossed? Well, what's going on in your life is for your good. Because God's bringing it into your life. That's what's happening. Oh, where did the world go off? The skids. What's happened? The wheels have come off in our world. What's happening? What do we do? The distraction. The emotions, the anger, the frustration spilling over even among the people of God in these days. What's happening to us? What do we think somehow God went somewhere and left us? Do we think that even in these things that are taking place now, there is not goodness coming from God? Oh no, I assure you of this. God is greatly to be praised because He is perfectly, eternally, and always doing Good. He does good to the lost sinner. He gives them another opportunity, another day to be saved if the church will do our job. 
He gives the lost sinner. Do you remember when you were lost in your sin, how good God was to you to put up with you and your wickedness until you could be saved? Do you remember that? Oh, celebrate the goodness of God. I'm not talking about all the material things you, you and I. Sometimes when we talk about the goodness of God, it's kind of like we make our little material list. Oh, look, I, God's been good. He gave me a new car. Really? Oh, God, look, God's good. And look at this nice house I have. Really? Is that it? That's all you've got? That's what you consider the goodness of God? What about that you can live another day? What about the fact that you can be saved? That your soul can be saved? What about the fact that you can grow in holiness and be a new person in Jesus Christ? Think about the great spiritual goodness of God. Oh, I'm not denying that He doesn't take care of our material needs. The Lord Jesus said that even before we pray, our Heavenly Father knows what we need before we ask. I'm not denying the goodness of God in those things, but Lift your minds to those things that are eternal. The only reason why I go to heaven is because of the Lord Jesus Christ and His goodness in sacrifice on the cross so that I might believe and be saved. So we consider today the greatness of God and we joyfully, now look at verse 7 quickly, we joyfully remember the great goodness of God. Here's the way this reads in the Hebrew language. They shall, are you ready for this? They shall bubble over. With the memory of your abundant goodness. You know, when you get down to thinking about the goodness of God, it will start bubbling out of you. That's what somebody at your job needs to hear about the goodness of God. That's what somebody at your house needs to hear. The goodness of God. That's what your friend who's in the midst of despair needs to hear. Your children need to hear the goodness of God. The goodness of God. That God is good. And that God is good in these days. It bubbles out of those who have meditated, verse 5, on the glory of God and His wonderful works. So what, does, what do we have? If you notice your Bible, if your Bible's set up in paragraphs, verse number 8. Then you have also in verse number 14, and you also have in verse number 17, each of these paragraphs start with these words, the Lord, the Lord. And what do we have? We have this explosion from David of this, all of these things that bubble out of him that describe the great goodness of God. How great is his goodness? Well, he is filled with great goodness in his grace and mercy. Verse number eight, the Lord is gracious and merciful. How great is the Lord in his great goodness? He is great in his goodness because he is patient and loving. Verse eight, he is slow to anger and great in loving kindness. Think about the goodness of God in those ways. Think about the goodness of His grace. Think about the goodness, not only of His grace, but His mercy. Think about not only that, but the great goodness of His patience. In this world, He is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to eternal life. Think about God's great love, His great love for the world and all of us, and especially for His children. Think about His great love in how His great goodness in how He provides. Verse number 9, the Lord is good to all, and His mercies are over all His works. Think about this beautiful picture in verse 14. 
that the Lord sustains all who fall and that the eyes of all look to you and He gives them their food in due time. And verse 16, you open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. God's great goodness is seen in His grace, in His mercy, in His patience, in His love, in His provision, in His mercy. And it is to every generation that we see the great goodness of God. His great goodness moves from generation to generation. Even as we finish our time on the earth, the Lord continues to do His great work in the world. For the Lord is good. His loving kindness is everlasting. And His faithfulness to all generations. Psalm 105. And remember God's goodness. He protects those who take refuge in Him. What am I trying to say as I finish today? It's this. I, I, don't have a, I don't have a better way to say it than to quote to you Psalm 34, 8. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. I'm standing here as somebody who's tasted it and I want you to taste it. That's what I'm trying to do. I want you to taste it. How many times our dear little granddaughter, six years old, wrinkles up her nose and she won't eat the food. And what do we all try to do? We get on our knees, we get over by her, we coddle her, we hold her and say, just taste it, you'll really like it. I'm standing here today. I'm trying to say to all of you and appeal to you in the midst of all you're dealing with in your life that you think is important, taste and see that the Lord is good. When you taste it, you test it. Just test and see if God is not good. Just look at it and when you taste it, you want more of it. You'll taste it and say, my, that's good. I need more of that. Tasting is testing. And when you test the goodness of God and you consider it in your life, you will sense and know His trueness and it will change the way you live. Taste and see that He is good. You'll see how good His goodness is to you in your sinfulness and your continued pattern of self-righteous sinfulness. Every one of us have it. There's not a one of us in this room that doesn't. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Tasting God's goodness leads to seeing the goodness of God all around you. Do you see the goodness of God at work in a wicked vile world, only those who taste the goodness of God see the goodness of God. So you must determine where you're living today and what you see. So what do we have today to remember from these verses? How would I apply these for you as we've read Psalm 145? Well, number one, God's greatness without goodness is dreadful and fearful. When God came on the mountain at Mount Sinai and He spoke, He spoke, the people were so afraid, they said, please Moses, from now on you speak with God and come tell us what He said. Oh, the dread and the awesomeness and the glory and the majesty of God, the One who made all things, the Lord Jesus Christ, Creator of all things, judged to come. In days ahead, the majesty and glory of God without the goodness of God, God is dreadful and fearful. We must fear the Lord. 
but we fear Him as a good God who cares for us in His holiness and grace and mercy, love and kindness and patience as we've talked about over and over. But without the goodness of God, there is a dreadfulness and an awesomeness about God that we cannot comprehend as human beings. Remembering God's goodness brings inexpressible joy. This is what I was trying to get you to see in this wonderful verse in verse 7. They shall bubble over with the memory of your abundant or great goodness when you begin to consider how the Lord saved you and changed you and how He has blessed you and how He has given you things that you could not imagine and ways and relationships you could not fathom. And you begin to taste these things and experience them. There is a joyfulness that comes. And only the joyful ones are those who have seen and tasted and thought deeply about the goodness of God. That's why some of you are so miserable. That's why some of you are so critical. That's why some of you live in such wickedness and you live far away from God because you no longer think about the goodness of God. You act as if you deserve God's goodness when none of us are righteous and none of us deserve it. But by His grace, He gives it to every last one of us. You see, those who have tasted the goodness of God feast on His faithful goodness. It is from generation to generation. And He causes, this is it now, He causes, for all the months we could not meet here, for all the weeks, I tried to labor as best I could to those who would listen, those who tuned in to talk about Romans 8, 28, the good from the bad, the good from the bad. God causes all things to work together for good. A good God who works good even out of the bad. For those who are called and those who love God. So I ask you this morning, what is the condition of your heart? Are you sitting back as a sinful person, somehow judging God and His ways and what He is doing? Have you determined to submit to the goodness of God in your life, regardless of what He brings? You might not see it now. You might not be able to surrender to it now. But you see, a good God causes good to come from all things, even the bad and that's why we rejoice. So as we finish, what do I do with these things in my life? How do I leave this place? Well, I praise the Lord for His goodness at all times in my life. No matter what I'm facing today, I praise God for His goodness. I praise God on the sick bed. I praise God when I'm in the morning room, in the weeping, sad room. I praise God when it's the day of delivery of new grandchildren and children. I praise God when everything is good in my family. I praise God when I have the opportunity to do things I've not had. I praise God in the healthy days as well as the sad days of sickness. I praise God in the young days. I praise God in the old days. And I continue to praise Him for His goodness. You boys and girls who are here today, you must praise God and say, God, you are good. You are good. And praise Him for who He is. You must praise Him every day and think about His goodness. This week, I hope this will linger in your mind. I hope these words stick in your mind. God is good. I hope that you think about them all week long and rejoice and praise God. Thank God for His continued goodness in your life. He wasn't just good to you today, but if He allows you another day to live, He's good to you tomorrow. 
as many tomorrows as you may have. And then I simply say, as you do that, you will be tasting more and more of the goodness of God. And from that comes a rich trust in a good God who does only what is best for us through the Lord Jesus Christ. They eagerly utter the memory of your abundant goodness and will shout joyfully of your righteousness. May that be true of all of us. And the Lord said, I am the good shepherd. And the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The only one good, our Lord and Savior. Heavenly Father, we thank you for these great words that we have read today. Great is the Lord and highly to be praised. His greatness is unsearchable. We shall eagerly utter the memory of your great goodness and we will shout joyfully of your righteousness.